Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, July 1st, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got to look at what's on tap over the next month. Number two, how abortion messaging is playing in key races. And number three, a look at Hakeem Jeffries and his political efforts. All right, Jake, welcome to July. We are looking at a very, very busy possible agenda. A lot of things uh, that Congress is looking to try to get off its plate. But uh, yesterday there was a bit of a... A twist, I guess, if you if you say that, there's always a, something happening in Congress, but a twist when it comes to Useka, the chips bill, whatever you want to call it, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. That's right. Mitch McConnell said he will not pass, he will uh, basically kill Useka, the big chips bill, if Democrats are pursuing uh, a um, reconciliation deal. Now, it caught us by surprise. The Yusika Chips Bill is a um, is basically a it's a bipartisan bill, um, and I, I you know there are plenty of his members who want to vote for the legislation. So I'm not sure how he's going to do this. I, I, could he keep his Republicans together? Probably, I would assume so, um, because he has a lot of power over them. And um, furthermore, I just don't know how he sequences this to make sure that you to make sure that they don't pass Yusika and then do a reconciliation bill. Now, the White House is dumping on him, Senate Democrats are dumping on him, uh accusing him essentially of of doing the bidding of the pharmaceutical industry which would um be hit in a reconciliation bill over drug pricing. Um but it certainly complicates the equation. What do you think, Anna? Yeah, I mean, this is just, there's been a lot, this has been a bill we've been talking about for months and months and months. There's been a lot of effort to try to, on, on the leadership end, to try to force um, some some movement here when it comes to the Republicans and Democrats in both chambers uh, coming together here. I mean, millions and millions of dollars have been spent um, by industries to try to get this across the finish line. This is a huge, also, I think it worth it pointing out a huge priority for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. I mean, if you remember, he was the guy who really led this on the uh, when it was going th- first through the Senate. Um, so, you know, I, to your point, it's hard to see how he can, you know, Mitch McConnell can kind of necessarily force this because this is coming right now as there's been this renewed activity on this second bill, right? This reconciliation package where, which has seemed you know, on life support for at least the last couple of months um, where, you know, Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer have been negotiating back and forth. Is it alive? Is it dead? There's everybody's trying to read the tea leaves here. Um, But let's talk about that because that seemed to have renewed life as well this week. Well, I want to add one point to what you said on the Yusika front Um, just really quickly. It does show it does show that like politics has kind of taken over. It, it, it that's an obvious statement, but like big business wants this bill, wants Yusika badly. Um, everyone from tech companies to chip manufacturers to automobile companies, everybody. And McConnell's basically saying he's willing to kill it. It's kind of an interesting dynamic vis-a-vis the Republican Party in business, I think. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's an interesting point. I agree. I mean, I think that 
we've had we've held a bunch of conversations on semiconductors and the industry and uh you have everybody who's really been pushing for different things here i mean i think it is just another point where republicans and the modern day republican party is not always willing to move for a uh, big business or kind of you know be the Usually, in a more typical 15 years ago, you'd it would it would be harder to see this happen. But I do think you McConnell doesn't have a lot of leverage in a 50-50 Senate, right? And this is going clearly reconciliation and the 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 idea of a roughly one trillion dollar compromise package, um, and and that kind of ticking timeline for that uh, is is has his alarms going off. Yeah, and, and I mean, listen, reconciliation is the prerogative of the majority, right? Like, it, there is a world where you can make an argument to McConnell that a reconciliation bill at a trillion dollars, um, first of all, I'm not even convinced that this gets done, but let's just stipulate that it does. <laughs> let's stipulate that the reconciliation package does get done in the Senate. I have a very hard time seeing it passing the House, and I know that's an unpopular view, and the thinking in the White House and among Senate Democrats is, well, Pelosi will get it done. Well, I'm not sure she will here, and I'm not doubting Pelosi at all, um, but what I am saying is, is raising taxes on anybody i don't care if it's rich people or if it's it's corporation i i don't it's the political ad just writes itself yeah it's it's tricky in july of a of a of an election year number one number two there's a whole host of of house democrats who have said they will not vote for major changes to the tax code without repealing salt salt is a very expensive uh provision the salt cap state and local tax caps um it's very expensive and it's not going to end up in this package. So that all said, I'm just I continue to be a bit skeptical um, that they could they could thread the needle here. I know everybody believes it's way farther along than we're indicating. And I'm not suggesting it isn't farther along than we're indicating. This is a negotiation between Schumer and Manchin. We've talked to Manchin about this um, and I, I just don't. And I and Schumer and I I just I I'm not sure I'm I'm skeptical I'm not I'm not rooting for it against it that's not what we do I'm just skeptical that this the pieces will fall together especially given what we're writing this morning right uh, reconciliation Yusika uh, January sixth hearings uh, all the things that are going on in a compressed time period and one month before the August recess. It is going to be a uh, a very, very busy month. And clearly, as we just uh, lay it out, there's a lot of competing priorities about what should go, how much floor time all of this takes. I mean, this is this is not um, this is going to be very tricky. And certainly the person to watch here is how does Chuck Schumer navigate a lot of potential landmines here? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning for us. A really uh, great item by our colleague Max Cohen, uh, looking at how Democrats are just dominating the airwaves when it comes to abortion rights ads. We've been kind of looking at this in an incremental way. We talked about it yesterday uh, as related to how some of the more moderate Senate Democrats, um, like Senator Hassan in New Hampshire, are kind of 
really going into uh, and, and not shying away from trying to make uh, abortion rights a key issue in the midterms. And he's got a, a great item this morning um, that $4 million has been spent on abortion ads since the Dobbs decision last Friday, a total of 56 unique ads and 8,900 airings, according to Ad Impact. That's a lot of airtime, Jake. It sure is. Uh, shows that, I mean, we, we I keep saying this, 78% of Democrats say they, they are now more likely to, to um, vote in 2022, given the uh, Dobbs the Dobbs ruling. Um, Democrats think this is a big political issue for them and a, a big way to draw, to bring people out to the, to the, uh, uh, voting booths, as it were, in in the fall. So it doesn't surprise me, but man, that is a big number. The scope and depth of that is quite interesting. And just also, you know, you should read this this morning, uh, this item this morning. But I mean, it's it's everywhere from. I mean, geography is also very interesting to me. What what Max kind of lays out, right? It's Senate races in Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Nevada, Washington State. I mean, this is basically Democrats covering the entire landscape of America and saying this isn't just about, you know, a super liberal district or, a, you know, really, you know, kind of, a, you know, the suburbs. I mean, this is goes across the the wide. Democrats are all in when it comes to this. So certainly going to be something interesting to watch. Let's go to the number three item of the morning. A great item, again, in Punchable News AM, which you can subscribe to for free at our website, punchable.news. Looking at House Democratic Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries, uh, somebody we've talked a lot about in this podcast as the widely considered frontrunner to be the next Democratic leader in the House. Um, but what he's doing on the politics front, Jake, I, I find fascinating. Yeah, doesn't want people to take on incumbents. That's a good way to build power in the House Democratic <laughs> Caucus. It's a good way to, uh, because, you know, in primaries, um, uh, the DCCC doesn't often get involved, a, a mistake in my estimation. Uh, neither does the NRCC, also a mistake in my in my view. Um, so he's building, he's building chits here, um, and uh, that's always interesting. All right, with that... We will let it be. Thank you so much for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Leave us a rating review. It's the best way for folks to find out about the Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day, a long weekend. We are off on Monday, but back next Tuesday. Stay safe. <laughs>